Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is 1420 The Watch Clicker Podcast with your host, Andrew. My best friend, Will. I'm a good friend, Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett? I think Mike and Will, how are you guys? I think well, Mike, I, Mike is also here. Yeah. Mike really got the shaft on yeah, that Yeah, one. sorry, Mike. <laughs> That's all right. I'm used to it. That, that's not too important. What I think is important is, uh, have I been upgraded from good friend to best friend? Yeah. Well, we talked about that. You were. We had. We had interviews. They were extensive, exhaustive, and uh, Everett was replaced. That's right. Yeah, I think that's more important to focus on. That Everett was downgraded. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. Story of my life. Yeah. Yeah. So Mike's here too. Cool. Just a warm body. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Mike. Hi. Hey, welcome to the welcome to the Watch Clicker 40 and 20 uh Christmas special, you guys. We're all here today. You've got the entire staff of Watch Clicker, uh, including Andrew and myself. You're the regulars. Yeah. But we also brought on our editor in chief, the boss, Will. Shit gets weird when he's around. We're we're a little less willing to speak our minds. And and also Mike Mike Rezak, which is exactly the opposite phenomenon. So it, it blends out. Yeah. That's uh, it true. blends out. It's perfectly. So y'all are in for a treat, as usual. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically going to be the four of us talking over each other for the next hour. Yelling, in fact. Hopefully your kids aren't asleep. I'm in the basement, so who oh, cares? they are asleep. Oh. Also, in America. not an issue. <laughs> then we're good. It's time to get to it. So, as Everett has said, this is our... I think we'll go even go Christmas Part 2, because we kind of talked about... We talked about our lists. It's the season, right? Sure. So we're going to do... Not necessarily just our Christmas episode, but we're it's gonna our be, Christmas. It's our Christmas celebration. It is. It's our celebration. We're going to talk the year in review because we've got a bunch of folks here who get to get our hands on a bunch of watches. And sadly, there were some that we missed. So that's what we're going to do today. But first, I want to hear about how Will and Mike are doing. And Everett, I'd even kind of like to hear about how you are. So Everett, how are you? You know, that's this the the one thing about this show is when we have Will on, I'm like in this place. I'm in this demoted position. Yeah, you're the side piece. Yeah, I feel like I should just peace out. Like when we do these, we've guys. been that's what we've been aiming for. <laughs> Bye. Oh yeah, is that 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 is the <laughs> goal. Yeah. Okay. Just just make it so bad for you that you quit. No, I'm doing well, man. It's the it's Sunday. I, it's really nice, right? It's really nice to do this on Sunday because it's like totally refreshed. Yeah. I hardly even remember what work was like. Um, then just. Eating food. I've been off work for 12 hours. And so. drinking drinks, yeah. <laughs> little different little different situation for you. But yeah, re- really, really pretty well uh, in this chair. Uh, how, how are you, Andrew? Good. I'm a little tired, obviously. Like I said, I've been off. I've been away from work for almost exactly 12 hours now. I think I pulled out of the parking lot 12 hours ago. Took a little nappy poo. Woke up to some grumpy ass kids. So that's been my day. But, you know, now we're drinking some, some hard seltzer at the Raspberry Cosmo. Not only is this the best, uh, I think the best combination seltzer pack at the convenience store, it's also the cheapest. Yeah, yeah, it's like seven bucks, right? No, yeah, it's like ten bucks. Okay, but <laughs> whatever. Will, how how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm just you know living living through holiday drama as it is. Uh, other than that, just I've got a ton of watches in for review, and this week is my last week of work, and then I'm off until January fourth or whatever it is. And I plan on spending the entire time off just hammering out reviews. I think I have, oh, I th- I think I have 12 watches I right like now. 
Oh, holy yeah. fuck! Send them back. Twelve. Yeah, and I've got two more coming this week. So there's go- there's going to be a lot of Damn. good content on the site in 2021. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, when we have twelve watches, it's like because we haven't sent back a bunch of people's watches. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I-, I probably have a couple that I should send back. I was just looking at one that I just wrapped up doing, and I've had it since September. Uh, but I I asked this brand hey do you want your watch back and they haven't responded to me yet so i'm sure they will at some point uh but that seems to be the key if you just hold it on hold on to it for long enough they eventually forget about it and then you say hey i'm gonna send it to you they go meh whatever (laughs) i I have no doubt that uh my response will be met with a fedex label so yeah yeah that's 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 always the best right when they send you the label so you don't have to go to usps and take a picture of your receipt or whatever. I am not sending anything USPS to anybody right now. Is USPS really bad? I've seen a lot of stuff on Instagram. It doesn't show till February right now. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. Uh, I I've had really bad luck in the past couple weeks with USPS. I have some some watches that were supposed to be here 2 weeks ago that haven't arrived and it's uh Oh, they it, they did arrive, but I made a sweep by your house. Not a problem. Ah, the old redirect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I call it porch piracy, but it's not a big deal. Eh, different kind of redirect. It's insured. Yeah. You, you know, I I ordered some stuff from Tel Aviv this week. Uh, well, I I ordered I got something on eBay, and it's coming from Tel Aviv. And the the shipping, the sh- the tracking projected delivery date is like be- sometime between January sixth and March fourth. Sounds about <laughs> the right. Precision. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate the accuracy. Uh, M- Mike, Mike, how are you? Uh, tired. Uh, just we. Well, what could you possibly have going on in your life to be tired? You're not working. You're in a dark you're, basement. You're basically on six weeks of vacation. What six the fuck? Six weeks. Yeah, full paid vacation. It's great. Uh, so we get we have a we have a twenty day old human, and human is oh. generous. I mean, it's really a lump yeah. of flesh at this point. Bump on a log. That poops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a twenty twenty day Yule log is what it is. Um, it generates heat um, and occasional joy Uh, so that's Miles we just welcomed Miles so we're getting into the rhythm with him Uh, welcome Miles welcome to the world yeah thank you Uh, you know I was like oh paternity leave I'll have plenty of time I also have a backlog of I don't seven or eight watches right yeah Uh, fortunately or not I may not have to review two of them, as we were discussing uh, in our text. Uh, you know, sometimes we get watches in that the timing works out that their campaign is unsuccessful before we get to them. And that seems to be the case with two watches. So I may be down to six, but it's still quite a bit. And um, I basically have no time on the weekends right now um, when I would normally have a little bit of extra time. But uh what do you do with all the time you would have been at work otherwise? Uh, <laughs> my hard, son, hard to say, right? Errands. <laughs> mo- watch my money disappear. Procrastinating on waiting <laughs> reviews for the website. Yeah. Mainly procrastination on uh, photography and reviews. Yeah. That's okay. I'm going to be yeah, you right know, there with you in a couple months, Mike. Appreciate it. 
you know, I feel like we actually picked the better avenue into this into this watch thing, right? The the reviews, right? A lot of independent work, no hard deadlines. Like we just have to get we just have to get together on Sunday, do a little bit of research, a little bit of preparation, and drink and then, beer, and then sometime between Sunday night and Thursday or Thursday morning, I have to edit the episode, and that's it. That's the well, Andrew does show notes occasionally. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. I, that's that's it. I really screwed it's up. It's all on a schedule. I really screwed up on what I chose to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then you keep making it worse. I know. I like, keep adding stuff. I'm like, oh, what if I do video now? What a dumb decision that was. It's dumb. And then what audio reviews. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the audio reviews are really easy, really low stress, and they go really quick. The, the problem we- is the hard part about the audio review <laughs> is is us both or the two of us having the same watch at the same right. time. Because yeah. they're just not great to do with only one person holding it. Well, and let's be honest. The hard part about the audio reviews is getting me to edit them in a timely fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that yeah. is very true. Because <laughs> so I think we reviewed the uh, the Notice Watch, I don't know, February, and it just hit the website. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it'll hit the website tomorrow. When you're hearing this, it'll be up. But yeah. Uh, it certainly was in February, though. Right? I think, yeah. Just at least... Yeah. A year, a year and a half ago today. Um, it's well, the second thing we recorded. You guys got real early access to that thing. <laughs> That's right. It was actually the Contrail <laughs> One. Yeah. And we, I just, I just dubbed in you guys saying two every time, every time you said Contrail. So it, two. <laughs> it works out really well. It works out really well. Well, well. Thanks for joining us. I, I think probably just because of the amount of stuff we have uh, to talk about today, we should probably jump into it. Uh, so, so Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, and, and I think Mike, if we can, I'd like to start with you. Terrible idea. Uh, no, it's a, it's a fantastic idea. So the deal is two watches guys, one watch that you reviewed or had hands on with, cause we don't always review our watches. So it's not fair to say a watch we reviewed, uh, but a watch you had hands on with your favorite watch of the year that you got hands on and your favorite watch of the year that you didn't get an opportunity to have hands on with. So, Mike, Mike, what do you got? And we usually don't review them because Will has usually gotten them first. That's right. Even when I get them and I'm like, oh, I should do a review. It's like, oh, yeah. No. It was like, I already have it in the can. Will it's do. ready to go. I'm like, oh, <laughs> cool. Your pictures are better and you wrote better about it. <laughs> Thanks for doing the work. <laughs> Making you guys look good since June. Exactly. Hells yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's Thank you t-shirt. for letting us. <laughs> we're, we're just parasitic. We're, it's a parasitic podcast. Uh, Mike, what was, what was your favorite, favorite watch of the year? Um, you guys know, I, I, I write for, uh, mostly watch clicker and the time bomb. Um, so I, what? I know we don't yeah. speak of the second um, one time fanny. This is Switch a, re- a real deceit here. <laughs> um, do you use a pseudonym? Yeah. Steve Plummer. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. The that was like pl- the A lot of people know me as. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was I was looking over all those, and I think it it wasn't necessarily the watch I would like definitely buy out of all the ones I reviewed, but I think it's the one that stood out the most was the Beatech Leviathan, which was a watch that I had <clears throat> been waiting on for a while and kind of pestering them. I own the Beatech um, Corsair CS. Um, which is a kind of a dress pilot watch um, that I really like. 
I uh, recently thought about selling it, and my mom likes it so much that she threatened to disinherit my both of my sons if I did sell it. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Did but you, she would keep wow. you. I, Not I don't right? know. I, she. I mean, she, I think I'm already in there. I. It, I don't know. Ever maybe you can weigh in later legally. Um, so, <laughs> you know, they come out. They have. They have a uh, two watches so far, both leaning dress, and they came out with this third watch, the Leviathan, which is a just um a really uh I don't, just a unique uh diver. Um. Mm-hmm. It's and and I think they still kept that bi- biotech language while creating something really really new. Um, and it, it's the lugs are everything about it. Kind of, I think brings something a little fresh. Um, you know the uh, the bracelet is something I hadn't seen before. The lugs yeah. are kind of really annoying because they have um, end screws that you have to fasten together into a uh, shaft that goes across so there's not a standard spring bar. Ugh, which is I, a ni- I hate when you have to do the screws from both sides. It's the worst. Both sides, yeah. It's a nightmare. But that aside, um, one of the issues with the Biotech that the I shafts. owned uh, was the loom was really unbalanced. They totally resolved it. It's a fully loomed bezel. Um, oh, wow. The The dial is gorgeous. Uh, they have a lot of different options. I got the um, the the uh, Will favorite. It's the guilt. Ooh, the guilt? Yeah, yeah. the guilt. Yeah, yeah Will loves, Will loves guilt. Loves the guilt uh, dial. <laughs> um, I, I like it. It's not uncommon, obviously, to see with a little red. I don't. I'm just realizing how common that actually is. Is black, red, and gold. Um, yeah. I think they just nailed it. Um, the bracelet is superb. I liked. Um, I, I liked with the bracelet how it has that kind of royal oak look with the way the mm-hmm. the links are structured, but it's not flat. Right. It's yeah. not the flat yeah. look. It's, it's it's kind of a rounded royal oak. It's. Um, almost a dressier kind of version, and it's a butterfly class, which is interesting for a dive watch. But I don't think, um, necessarily, uh, a deal breaker for a dive watch. Where um, are the lugs in this watch? It it looks almost like they're, it, like the uh, like underneath, like the, the case. end link wraps around, like a, it's a reverse integrated. Bracelet. Well, it's because the end, Mike. Yeah, it, kinda, the end link has like an what looks like the lugs, right on the on the outside of yeah. the end link. Yeah. Um. So basically, you've got lugs that are um, kind of thick, straight shot lugs that have an actual angle, not just a curvature out of the case, mm-hmm. uh, which is another thing I like and something certainly we don't see a lot of. Um, mm. I remember seeing it in one Kickstarter, but I forget what it was called. Um, yeah, you know, everything about this watch, uh, even the case back art, which usually I'm like, whatever, um, crisp, clean. Um, and, and, you know, I think one of the things that why it stood out and why I picked it was because it is so much different than a lot, even a lot of oh. the other divers that we see, which are generally lookalikes, 
right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's either a sub case or it's a 50 Fathoms case. Exactly. Or... Um, that's it. And, you know, I when I reviewed my Seamaster, I've referred to the Seamaster uh, as kind of a dress diver. Um, just because of how slim it wears and um, the fact that the bezel is inoperable. So, you know, I think this is that except it has a dress aesthetic while actually being totally operable as a dive watch. Um, so yeah, that's, you know, I, yeah. I think one of the interesting things you said about this in your review is that although it's 40 millimeters, uh, not including the crown, because the crown is offset and because of the way the lugs slope down, it really wears a, a lot slimmer than that. So really more of like a 38, 39. So although it's kind of chunky, uh, it winds up being a pretty slim watch. Yeah, it's a long lug to lug, though. It looks yeah, it's, it long, feel but, but curves down. Yeah, yeah if you, you don't at, feel. I'll, I'll tell you what. Th- this watch is um, one of the more expensive watches that I reviewed this year. It's uh, twelve seventy five, um, and but if you pay in pounds, it's only a thousand seventy five. Yeah, so it's a lot cheaper. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yes, I'll say this to cap this work. off: is that you know. From a brand that not many people know, a lot of brands that are unknown charging that price, you're like, no way, and the watch doesn't end up being worth it. I think this watch is easily worth more than that. Um, hmm. And, you know, if you take a look, I think if it's something aesthetically that appeals to you, it's something that's going to make you really happy. It's a it's a phenomenal watch. Um, so, you know, my, my free one is on the way in the mail because I told him I was doing this. So, hashtag sponsor. Great. <laughs> <laughs> we also all have one on the way. <laughs> well, well, what about a watch, Mike? What about a watch that you didn't get your get, didn't get your hands on, but but you wish you had? Um, I teetered on this, but I think really uh, it was the Chris Ward uh, Super Compressor, which yeah. I mm. I saw and I was blown away by. Not that style is not new. Obviously, it's very old. The Epsa case is you know, what 60s, I think. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. but yeah, early 60s, 64, I think 64, it, you know, just throwing out a date. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and the C65 is, I think one of the best cases out there right now. Yep. It, the that light catcher case is phenomenal. Totally. Totally. Um, we call it light. It's lightsaber on when you, when you're on the show, you got to say lightsaber. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. The light. Yeah. worked out a thing with Chris. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, with Chris Ward. Yeah. Oh, the Sabor. The lights of re- <laughs> Yeah, we might have to re-engage that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no, uh, super cool watch, right? Mm-hmm. You know, super I think cool that watch. it's it's a weird watch, right? Because when you when you read about it, you're like, so you've reverse engineered this lost technology yeah. that is admittedly worse than other technologies uh, that that were at or invented at around the same time, and that seems a little backwards, but. For for, I think for what we do, right? And I don't mean what we do, but watch people, right? It's pretty freaking neat, right? Like, yeah. it it's got just enough water resistance, and it does it in this really sort of intriguing way. Well, but I think the the whole idea, and Will, you were the one who corrected me when I threw out, well, it's only one fifty. Is that the quoted water resistance on that watch? It it you can't really quote one. They have to because they. They just do, but the water resistance is kind of. It's dynamic. Yeah, it's not yeah. static. It's, it's yeah, not exactly. static like your normal watch because that's the whole idea of a compressor case is that it 
it resolves what the compression as it happens. Yeah, and so act- actively. Yeah, I think we, they have... we talked about this last week on the on the Vostok Amphibia show. Same, With that though, it, it might one fifty might be the depth, might be the the pressure that it fails in the ascent. Because it's not going to fail in descent; it'll fail in its in its ascent from that pressure. That might be its its breaking point in the way of. I of only internal need it to be good on the or, way down. Yeah, because I'm not going to survive <laughs> below 150 That's meters. I'm certainly saying. not coming back. Yeah, I'm, I'm just doing the one dive. <laughs> it, it's not even going to be a dive. It's just going to be a, a drop. Yeah, like, that's just it. I'm dropping Bye. to the Titanic. I'm getting the heart of the sea, and I'm coming yeah. back. That's it. And leaving the watch because part of the ocean. The of the, I'm leaving the, ocean, the watch yeah. and renaming it the heart of the heart of the sea too. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> the, the and then sequel. you're just gonna get it set with a bracelet and just wear it. So this doesn't even I need mean, to be a watch. Knowing the quality of that light catcher case, the colorways that Chris Ward did on it, I think are great. Um, yeah. You know that teal. I, that teal is phenomenal. It's not a watch. Their color where lineup is just. I don't have gold. to put my hands on it to know that I'd love that watch. You know because, but at the same time, like I, you know, looking at the profile, like I know it's the C sixty five case, but it's very clear that they altered that case a little bit for that watch. So I'm interested to see what changes were made, even if they were minor. Yeah. Well, they called uh, it. Yeah. They called it a light catcher case, but it's. It's not the C65 because it's a little more squared off, I think. But they still use those same lines on the side like they do on the C60 and the yeah. C65 cases, which are so good. And I, I mean, the thing about the super compressor is Christopher Ward is really good with putting some interesting technology in their watches that a lot of other, I don't want to say smaller brands because I don't think Christopher Ward is that small, but a lot of other brands that aren't quite mainstream do, you know, like the super compressor or moon phases. Um, yeah. chronometers, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And, you know, they offer a good value. I mean, we're obviously a fan of them or, you know, me and Mike are, I, I've, all, I've reviewed a ton of them on the website and every one they send me, I, I'm like, Jesus, I want to buy this one too. You know, th- they could make me go broke. Yeah. 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 I think Chris, Chris Ward is a, is a brand that has just constantly improved mm-hmm. um, while yeah. still maintain. I mean, they have, Regrettably, I think they're moving away from their more affordable price point. I would have loved for them to kind of maintain that stable of affordability while also doing this, but I understand why you want to shift the whole brand. Um, but I mean, if you look at their early stuff, it's just like, ugh, like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And then how far you've come. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> their only um, good looking watch was the Trident for years. Years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, their they're dress watches for the first three or four years were just garbage design well, now they're design wise and now they're just throwing daggers it seems like every every christopher mm-hmm. ward that comes out that uh that trident that yellow limited edition trident that came out last year yeah i think that's it's like oh dude I, i'm gonna have to figure but out but even like their so. their dress watches like the malverns they're really nice the, Ooh, yeah oh so clean uh so that's me i got the beatech leviathan Unique, awesome, and the uh, regret, the Chris Ward super compressor. I'm gonna pass the torch. Who's next? I, I, yeah, I, what, what do you think, Andrew? What, what, what about you? I think, ooh, ooh. yeah, I, I think I'm gonna go next. Then you should do it. It's my turn. My favorite watch of the year, 
that we that we were able to get our hands on. We didn't review it. I didn't review it. Ever didn't review it because we don't review watches. We just talk about them and drink beer. <laughs> but we did have this watch for a long time. Yeah, man, he's great. He just really tolerates our bullshit. He does. Um, the retro magic mm-hmm. from Brew. And the reason I'm going to call it the retro magic is because when you try to type retromatic in your phone, it autocorrects to retromatic magic, which <laughs> I think does. is is just a better name. Like I I, I don't I mean. Well, I think and, Jonathan and, did a really good job naming this watch, but I think retro magic, retro magic, is far more appropriate. Well, and, and it, when we have when we had him on, he was not he did not object to it. No, he didn't. He did not object. To so it. maybe we'll see a retro magic uh, coming in the next. Uh oh, why why doesn't he could do a he could do a limited there? edition retro magic with oh. the Technicolors. Ooh, a watch clicker. Ooh, I th- or we could do the orange and blue. I like uh, that too. But this watch was just it it was it was different than what he's put out already, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was it, yes. It, it it had all of his design language. It was somehow new, revamped, innovative, but it didn't it, it didn't blow the world away. It said, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna do better. And this was a killer watch. I love that he did it two movements, and I love that I I his thinking behind a uh, a Swiss movement and a quartz movement. No, 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 a Japanese movement. Yeah, yeah. yeah he used a Swiss fake. and a Japanese movement in the colorways. Yeah, so using the using really traditional uh, movements for a Salida movement or traditional colors for his Salidas and cool as fuck, like trendy, just a little bit edgy colorways. Is he sending a message? Movement. Is he saying, listen? It, I mean, is that a uh, maybe? It's probably not. But is that a you know, Mike, no, if no, you, he if talked you, about if it. If you Mike. listened to the podcast yeah, yeah, ever. I did. Um, <laughs> so, no, what, what he said was his thinking was people who are okay, like who aren't going to turn their nose up at Seiko movements, are also likely people who are going to be kind of down with cool colorways. Yeah. But people little, who are looking for. Playful. Yeah, a little bit more playful, especially because the Retromatic, I don't think is, I don't think should be your one and only watch. Yeah. I don't think really should be a first watch. No. It's in that realm. It's like maybe a second or third watch. But if you're buying a second or third watch, you're kind of, I think for people who are in that place in their watch journey, they're kind of starting to sniff Swiss. They're like, hmm, I'm a little bit intrigued. And they see the Retro Magic, which is a super cool vintage inspired watch. They're like, oh, I want Swiss, but I need a normal colorway because, you know, who wears a red watch? Yeah, you, you know, people I like us who like, who are down with Seiko movements. I mean, it's a nod to, you know, I think we've all seen those memes of the watch collector progression, the curve, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Where it's like Rolex is amazing, Rolex is garbage, and then Rolex is, you know, and Seiko and all of those brands. I think it is a nod to that kind of, you know, you're a little bit further along, right? Mm-hmm. If it. it you know, you're okay with a Japanese movement because you're not just checking a box. And in general, if you're if you're at that point, you probably don't need another black or blue dial. Will you probably <laughs> you just, can never have enough. <laughs> you know, you're probably expanding enough, blue. and yeah. you you know, green and red. It's like, yeah, I could have something fun now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that is my favorite sort of not um simple dial you you know my favorite textured dial i I don't i can't think of another textured dial you you know the the fairer 
GMT, the white fairer GMT that came out this year. I really liked mm-hmm. that dial. Um, but I like the Falcon textured dial. Yeah. I, and I here's I the thing though. I do not it, like the waffle dial. I don't know if we Lurie. can even it, call the brew the retromatic textured. How what? Well, it has well, it has off, texture. It has texture. So the depth the Falcon is, is what you're textured. getting at. This, I mean, there is it's it's layered, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay. You, you I, see what I I'm saying? Is there point. a way to drop someone from a sky? I, I, I <laughs> accept selectively. I accept that that's what you think. Well, I think that's a little bit of semantics because it is. I'm, you know, I'm going to cry at you because <laughs> that's. Oh, oh no! I'm a slow. That's a. All right, all I'm right. Well, so, but it, it's a texture dial, and somebody texted us about or, or messaged us about the the disorder name that makes you scared of basketballs. Whatever, yeah, triophobia uh, or whatever the heck it was. Oh, yeah, whatever yeah. it is, tripophobia. Yeah, Trip, yeah, tryptophan. Tryptophan. It is terrific. I, 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 that's my favorite watch of the year that we got our hands on. That just that that because we had a lot of great watches in yeah. that 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 came through these hallowed doors <laughs> into this hallowed room into this hallowed uh guest room and that was my favorite that was the one that that i was least excited about and most excited most ah, impressed yes that's the word i'm looking for most impressed everything else i'm like oh man i'm gonna dig this watch i love it it comes in it it meets the expectation retro magic comes in i'm like i know it's gonna be good and then it is very good. It is better than what I expected. How about one? How about one that you didn't you didn't get your hands on? <sighs> so the one I didn't get my hands on this year. I don't know how we didn't. I'm a little bummed out by this. Yeah, we'll work on this I'll next ca- year. I'm gonna call it out for for 2021. We're gonna correct this. Is the Traska Summiteer? The Traska Summiteer was our objectively best watch under $501. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it was m- m- maybe the only one we haven't ever handled. Uh, I believe that's correct. Phenomenal. And watch. yet somehow Yeah, really good. Yeah. And, and yet somehow it, it 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 objectively wins the best watch under $501. But by way of of the 40 and 20 objective standards, which are scientifically proven mm-hmm. exactly well the thing about the trask at summit here is it's basically a budget zin 556 without really sacrificing that's that right. much yeah that's it, right it's it was sacrificing next to nothing yeah, no it's a, it's a great watch and, and, it, and isn't it coming more, out with a 36 and with more dial more? options yes with more dial options and it's invincible yeah. i i want one I, I almost bought one. I had one in the cart, and then I was like, I'm going to hold off a day. No, you hold off more than... If you hold off a day, you don't get a watch. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get one to see if I could scratch it, because I was pretty sure if I could damage that watch, I would get a free, I would get a replacement. <laughs> you just wanted a replacement of your perfectly good watch? I wanted to see... I wanted to test it. Yeah. Yeah, no, you know, from what I hear, that, that coating's really pretty good. It, up there with Zen's tegmenting process mm-hmm. or whatever, that it's it's actually really good. Yeah, I've had... We, you know, you never know, right? You never know if someone says something like that. Is that actually going to be good? Like Seiko's scratch-resistant coating is like, meh. Dia Shield. For a week. Yeah, Dia Shield, that's mm-hmm. right. I, I've had the uh, Summiteer and the Freediver in, and both of those... Especially with the clasp, I was like, "Let me see if I can give this thing some desk diving marks," and it it it's fine. It, it doesn't accept any scratches. 
it lives up to the hype. I, and I, I would hope so, because that's that, that to me is their is their biggest selling point. Not only are they making a great watch, they're making a very well sized, very well designed, great design language, really cool colorways watch. But they're also saying, also Andrew, you can't fuck it up. I feel like that's no. a watch where I mean, at least the four of us would be very comfortable if somebody were like, I don't know what I want, but here's the amount of money I have. I don't want to get too crazy. I just want something that I can wear if I need to wherever. Boom, Summiteer. I I I was on the cusp of recommending Summiteer uh, at the wedding that I was at last week. That's a weird speech to give <laughs> at a wedding. We were talking about watches, you know, at, at our at our reception or at the reception. Which I say reception. I, I have to caveat this in COVID land. There were six people there. It was an elopement. Uh, but we we're talking about watches, and I was gonna. I, I, Summiteer was top of mind, but I couldn't, in good conscience, recommend a watch that you couldn't obtain. That's fair, because it's gone. But yeah, that was the first watch that came to mind. Because just for people who who need a a one watch, they're virtually indestructible. They're really well made. You can find any colorway almost. So that was the one that I I lament not and, not having through these. Well, I think you got talked over, but you were mentioning that. Uh, they're just introducing that in the 36, uh, I think, or they just announced yeah, it at least. Yeah, I forget, I, I forget if he's calling it the Summiteer just in 36 millimeters or if it's another name. Is that the commuter? Yes, that's what it is. That's yeah. what it is, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, 36 millimeter. I think that's going to wear really well because the the Summiteer's lug-to-lug wasn't super short, but it wasn't super long either. So I think if he just scales that whole thing down to 36... I think it'll still kind of wear a little bit larger for people who are wary of 36. Yeah. And 36 is a really good size for those of you who haven't tried yeah, it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it really depends, is. right? Like a, a, a 36 a thirty six millimeter sort of shallow dress watch is going to wear small. So I, I think, you know, smaller than maybe we're used to uh, mm-hmm. in 2020. So, but yeah, my, my experience with, with the Laurier Falcon 2, which I'll talk about later, but... Uh, at 36 millimeters, I was like, I do not ever feel like this is too small. No. So, well, well, great. Will, Will, Will we're going to move on to you, I think. What, what about you? You, Why do you the get man, to go last? the man who gets all of the watches. I get to go last because, because I'm in charge. You're not Will's in charge. Right now you <laughs> That's are. That's kind of true. Let's not push it, Everett. <laughs> Learn your place. <laughs> He's getting to exercise some autonomy right now. So. <laughs> That's exactly right. So the man who sees damn near every watch that comes out. Will, what was your favorite watch that you got hands on? Both this watches year? are, besides are the, just to, Besides the BB-58. Yeah, just the, just the BB-58. That was a pretty okay That's blue. It. I'm done. I'm out. Bye. No. Uh, the one watch that I, I was really impressed with, and it, it took me a while scrolling through all the, the watches that I've reviewed this year to really pick one out that... Um, stuck out to me was the Seiko SBDC 109 or the SPB 151, depending on who you're getting it from. Uh, but it's the Willard reissue that they came out with this year. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. This was a watch I got in after the uh, SBDC 101, which was the the MAS style case that was a little bit smaller. And I really thought that the Willard was going to be like, nah, it, it's too weird, too quirky, don't like the case shape, all that stuff. And I ended up liking it way more than the uh, 62 MAS reissue. It really, it, it just, I'm looking at my uh, review on the site now and I'm looking at some of the wrist shots. 
it, it just looks so good on the wrist. It, it it's really yeah. comfortable. It doesn't have that like bulbous look that kind of takes over your wrist like a turtle does. Cause I, I tried a turtle, um, I think last year and it fit my wrist, but I, it was just a little too bulky, but the, the Willard really kind of scaled that all down and that, you know, quirky style case just works. It's, I think I said it in my review, it's one of those watches where you look at it in the watch box and you're like, man, that's a weird watch. I don't know how this looks good. And then you put it on your wrist and you're just like, man, this, this is the coolest watch ever. It's so comfortable because the, the lugs just taper down nice. It just hugs your wrist in a way that you really didn't think that it yeah. should. Reading from your review, you say it turns down just enough not to be flat. It's almost as if someone took a ball of putty and mashed it down on top of your yep. wrist. Yeah, that's exactly and, what. And it's I like. would have thought, looking at the crown guard, you'd think that yeah, I imagine I'm imagining it on its little pillow in the in the watch box and thinking that that crown guard, that weird kind of asymmetric transition from the bottom to the top of the watch is going to be weird. But once you put it on, it it somehow vanishes it looks just like an appropriate crown guard you lose that bottom half that that three to six yep full full chunk of the case yeah you, you know and i know this is this is a reissue so so they're really they're speaking on existing cues but i think they had an opportunity to make bad decisions here and, and they and they didn't do that right you, you they they didn't do any of the orient uh or or boulevard things where they take an existing watch reissue it and actually just screw it up and you know, they, of the 10 things that were really good about it they do nine of them really well and then one so bad it ruins the rest the the proportion of the lugs of the lug width uh to the case they maintained um that that stoplight second hand which yeah, i love that is basically perfect the, mm -hmm. the one thing i didn't uh, they, like about the watch was the bracelet but you could make the argument you know that if you're going for the look of the original willard you're not going to wear it on the bracelet anyway um, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I like bracelets. I prefer to wear my watches on bracelets a lot of the time. Um, yeah, but th too. this was a watch that after I had written my review and I usually after I'm done with my reviews, I kind of wear it how I want, you know, I'll put it on different straps, see what it's, you know, looking like I try to give more of a, um, you know, look at, Hey, if you bought this watch today, this is what you're getting. And I put it on some straps after I was done and it really shines on like a, a nice rubber strap or like a Tropic. It, yeah. So mm -hmm. if, if oh, you're yeah. looking at this watch and you you read my review and you're like, oh man, the bracelet sucks, just take it off or buy the one without the bracelet and you'll be you'll be super happy. It's such a great watch. You, you know this this watch because of its just uh, uh, unabashedly retro thing. I think this could work well on a on a um, one of those Italian vent straps from Watch Gecko the Bonato Turi Centurini's or yep. whatever. Mm -hmm. The rubber seems like it seems like, yeah, yeah. The rubber, the rubber vent straps that OG with the ND limits uh, written on the yeah, yeah. <laughs> written on the oh yeah. The only thing I didn't like it on was uh, a NATO strap. It just yeah, those that's yeah. It was I think the K shape, shape just didn't work with it. It, it stood out kind of tall, even though it was relatively thin. Um, it just didn't work, but I, I mean, anything else I put on, even leather straps looked pretty good, but it, it was really good on rubber straps. Yeah. Got to get that rubber. Oh, yeah. What about one that you didn't get your hands on? Will? so 
I'm hoping. Well, maybe... well, wait. Can can we stop here? The is can, this just the one watch that came out that you didn't get your hands yeah. on? Is that why it's your? Yep. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'd I'd like actually to say one thing about the the about the Willard. The end link on the Willard is one of the few affordable watches. Affordable, quote unquote affordable. This is not a cheap watch, but uh, it's not an expensive watch either. The end links are machined uh, in a way that that center link sits as if it's an independent piece of the link. I think that is so rare. And I know mm-hmm. you complain a little bit in your review about the fitment of the end links, yeah. but I love I love that feature to have an end link where that center link has actual prominence and and shaped and shaped sides. And I know that that's a difficult thing to manufacture. I agree with you and I that's where I think the end links on the bracelet bugged me so much where if they had made it fit the case better it would have been outstanding. I mean, you know, 11 out of 10 status. Um, I think they just missed a little bit, which Seiko can do. It's just how they are. Yep. Seiko's going to Especially with bracelets. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what's the one watch you didn't get this year? Yeah, the, the one I didn't get. Hopefully in 2021, it might be coming in. Uh, but the Fairer Pilot Collection that they came out with uh, late fall. So there's... The, yeah, mm, so good. Kaylee's. Yeah, there's there's three of them. So it, it, it's the whole collection, but they're essentially one watch. It, there's the Morgan, the Kaylee, and the Bradfield. Now the Morgan and the Bradfield are the obvious two winners of the bunch. The Kaylee yeah. has a California dial, which I just we all love. Just, even if it didn't have a California dial, even if it wasn't weird numerals, yeah, it's still the lesser of those three. Yeah, it just it I'm just, just doesn't really work surprised for some that you, given the blue dial that wasn't what what really got you. That's I do not love all blue dials to be clear. It, you know what? It <laughs> I, I'll give you I'll give you a good example. The Willard that I just talked about, the blue dial that they came out with for that, I hate it. Did it have any gold on it? Is that why? It had a gold second hand, but I don't mind it cuz it <laughs> looks yellow. Ah. But I, I didn't like how they did the yeah. blue with the. But basket. I hate it. But anyway, all right. But I hate it. Ba- back to <laughs> yeah, back to the fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're they're pretty cool because they're uh, I think they're thirty eight or thirty nine millimeters. Um, you know, it, it's going to be all dial. I, I don't even think they have a bezel on them of any sort. Uh, I think the dial extends all the way out to the ends yep. of the watch, uh, the watch case. It, mm-hmm. it drops straight off from yeah, crystal. Yeah. yeah. So they're gonna. I think they're gonna wear a much larger than you know the thirty nine or whatever they are. Um, but fair does a really good job with, uh, slimming down their lug to lugs where I think these are in the 44 to 46 range. So I think it's 46. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's, they're just going to wear really well. And you know, with fair that they know how to do it with color, uh, especially that white dial with the, uh, the, the blue inner track. Yeah. And the, the yellow Mm -hmm. loom on the hands. I think that's a good design, uh, design decision. Um, you know, where it's not, it's not, you know, fake loom. That's not what they're going for. I think it's just a color choice that they've, that they've made. Um, the, the whole watch just looks really good. I'm, I'm trying to get one in for review. Uh, they're a little bit hard to wrangle, uh, you know, because they're, they're pretty popular, but, uh, they're, they're just really, really tempting, especially at, uh, I think they're just around 900 bucks, which, Nine hundred. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're lo- it, you I really like that. It's it's under nine hundred if you don't go like the Milanese. Oh, which... Okay, eight ninety five. Yeah, saving a bunch of money. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A whole whole bunch of money. I, I really like I really like their execution of the type B dial. You, you know, you said the white mm-hmm. dial, it's got that ring, but their execution of the, the yeah. type B on the on the black dial. The Morgan. Yes. Uh that's what really sings to me. I think it's pretty fantastic. I'm not I I mean it's it I can't tell. I'm looking at it, I'm like, why is this a different type B execution? Um it's but it's just not a twenty four hour ring. Yeah, it's I a guess, twelve hour ring on the inside. I, I guess that's what it is, but I do really enjoy it. So. Uh, well, I, I think what so. so perhaps not an actual type. I think B. what Fair did really well with this is they hit all the marks of a good pilot watch. It's it's readable. It's got a large face. In this case, it's a large face with being in a small case watch, and it's got that big ass crown. I mean, you know, big onion mm-hmm. crown. What yep. else? What else do you want? Big old chunk. Grip it. You know what I want. Uh... I don't want to know whatever it's. No, I don't. I don't want to know what you want. Pixar for this year. Well, so I think I think I'm sort of on record already. My favorite watch of this year was a Laurier Falcon Two. My favorite watch that we got hands on, uh, and and I su- I suspect it would not be my favorite watch of the year had I not gotten hands on it, right? Because yeah. I, uh, I think that that is uh, it's a risk for a watchmaker to or a watch brand to do. Uh, is to make a thirty-six millimeter watch, especially it's, with such with a watch that was already wildly popular at thirty-nine. Yeah, well, and and, and thirty-nine forty is such a safe size um, that to to veer from that, and, and so it's it's actually something we're seeing more. Right, we, we talked about it earlier. Trask is going that direction. We're seeing more of that, uh, but still, pretty pretty risky. You know, there's a chance you're going to hold stock. You don't, how much do you order? Uh, you, you know. I, Laurier sold out of these super quickly, so mm-hmm. there's obviously demand for it. And, and and it wasn't just the idea of 36; it was actually getting 36 on my wrist and and realizing, oh, this is good. Mm-hmm. 36 is good. Uh, in in fact, earlier this year, I, I wrote an article about uh, just sort of smaller watches and sort of rethinking my uh, rethinking my approach to watch sizes because. I had had these experiences with. I got that pulsar, that little quartz mm-hmm. pulsar G10 watch, which is tiny, thirty six and a half, I think. Um, and, and I and I wore that that Laurier Falcon too. And uh, gosh, like I'm having to rethink things. But but the execution of the Laurier because it's a sports watch. It's got sort of bulk at the case and bulk at the lugs. Uh, it, it winds up just feeling like a sport watch it's not dainty you don't put it on your wrist and think oh man i got the little watch on mm-hmm. today I, I got the antique watch on mm-hmm. it does not do that which no. is the thing that surprised me the most you know you wear it and you think oh yeah this is just a watch uh and, yeah and, and i suppose for some people you, you know one of our earliest listeners uh oh you instagram uh watch you seek oversteer and if you've ever read any of his comments on on watch you seek you know he's a big more is more kind of guy but 55. You, you know, I think some people, the point is, I think some people are not going to like that. They're just not going to like that. But for me, uh, and, and the way I wear my watches, I was like, yep, this is this is something I'm going to start looking for, uh, yeah. smaller sport watches. So, and, and, and you know, Laurier, they're, they're really hitting... They're really hitting on all cylinders in terms of what they do, you you know, and and some of the people we've talked to, you know, say oh, I I would like it if they did more, you, you know, they they're sort of uh, monosyllabic mm-hmm. in terms of their case design, and and, and that's maybe a fair criticism. Well, but you know, you know, you know what, like Everett a, though, a three year old company. I'll say this, um, I, I heard some comments after the Hyperion came out, 
and I have it in for review, so you know I, I can speak to it, where they said, oh, the Hyperion is just the Neptune uh, with a GMT hand added and a, you know, a Pepsi bezel, and gave them a whole bunch of crap for it. And I just sat around thinking, Rolex has done that for years with the Submariner and the GMT Master. Decades. Yeah, yeah, decades. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same crap, and they get away with it. So why can't a smaller brand do something and make it a good watch? Yeah. You know, they didn't make it any thicker. I think it's the same thickness. It wears really well, and yeah, they get crap for it. Isn't it? I, isn't I just it didn't. ridiculous that a Tudor small brand a is held to watch. a higher standard than a large brand? Oh, it happens yeah. well, all the time. And, and yep. one all of my time. one of my favorite watch podcasts. Uh, in fact, I think forty and twenty. One, one <laughs> of about three. One of about three that I listen to every week is the Whiskey and Watches podcast. I don't know if you guys listen to that yep. one, but uh, those <clears> those guys are great. They are really, really great. I think there's, uh, I, th- I think sometimes there's too many of them, and so it's hard. To, it's who's talking, uh, but they had Lauren and Lorenzo on for last week's episode, and uh, I thought they did a really good job with the interview. But ah. L- Lauren said something about this. She said, "You know, people." I opened the shitty one. <laughs> <laughs> you got you. you, you I you opened like the, the one I didn't want. Ah, I hate ah. it. <laughs> L- Lauren says. You know, we this is what we do. We're getting criticized for a Pepsi GMT, and it's like you don't know what the hell we do. If you're criticizing that, yeah, you don't understand what it is we're trying to do. Uh, and she might have not been quite so forceful about it, but but really, the point is good, right? This is what else would we do? Yes, we did a Pepsi GMT because that this is what we're doing, you guys. So uh, obviously, you, you know, the one thing I say about Laurier is. They're making all the decisions. They're not phoning anything in. They're making the decisions, for better or worse. They're making the decisions, and, and like anything else, that was a decision they made. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's great. And beyond that, I, I and I think this is a this is absolutely the perfect segue. I don't give a shit what your least favorite watch was for the year. We can circle <laughs> back to that. I think this is a good uh, this is a good moment to talk about that, where we have this weird collision of small watch companies who are producing really great shit and somehow getting shit on for it. We see a company, and, and I, I said it before, but I'm going to say it again. We see a company like Tudor, whose achievement of the year... It's a blue watch. Was blue. Blue. Yeah. Blue. The best blue. That, that's a, that, like, I've heard it's a really it's good... Pretty, it's pretty okay. That's That was their achievement. They just they just put a blue dial in a watch that already existed. And broke the wall. All the technology is already there. All the manufacturing is already there, and people just like ruined dozens of pairs of pants just waiting for it to be and released. Socks. And when they, yeah, yeah, right, and socks and and basically any article they could reach when near their computer, looking at what are you talking about. They creamed their jeans, man, and then they and then they <laughs> then they creamed their replacement jeans. Yeah, and then right. apparently and then they Will soiled his socks for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they weren't your socks. That's a that's a really mean thing to do to your own socks. Um, I, did you? How did you not get that? I felt like that was really clear. Keep it going. Just keep I it got going. it, Andrew. Don't so worry. Keep what, going. what up? So so where where I'm at here is is we're in this world where people are pissing and moaning about a small brand who is self-funding. They're not doing pre-orders. They're not taking funding from consumers to fund production. They're doing it themselves. And they say, you know what? 
we can do a GMT now. Well, you know, and we're going to do a GMT. And then they do it, and people are like, oh, it's just a GMT. Why would you do it like that? Motherfucker, because that's the way you do a GMT. Well, Andrew, I think where, you know, where I get frustrated with those kind of comments is people come in and say, this new watch from this brand, new brand or old brand, is derivative. They're just taking uh, something else and uh, slapping their logo on it, and that you know that's all they did. And uh, this is all micro brands are doing now, and you know the space is too populated, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it, it goes with everything else that is a consumer product. If you don't like it, move on. You, you know, I I understand yeah. the reason. You know, especially in a, in a watch media outlet, that maybe you want to talk about it and be like, oh. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be doing that or whatever. But to the, to the same point, it's like, just don't talk about it. If they don't get the attention, they're going to be a brand that can't stand out and they're eventually going to, you know, perish. Um, but if they're taking one design that they do and maybe it's a little bit derivative and there have been plenty of micro brands that we like that have done that and they take mm-hmm. their second and third watch and expand upon it and start to apply their own design language to it in a way that really starts to stand out, then they're going to, you know, get up to that next step, you know, but to just say that an established brand, you know, like Laurier that we've been talking about, oh, they did a Pepsi bezel. So it's a derivative product. Uh, I, I just don't like the argument, you know, in, in situations well, I, like I that. I think the, the, I mean, the argument is, is it's, it's just so, I don't know the word. It, it's it's flawed, right? To say well, it's, a, that, it's a lazy argument, Mike, is what it is. Yeah, it's a lazy argument yeah. to say because I mean, if if you're gonna make that argument, you're throwing out I don't know what ninety five percent of watches made since nineteen maybe more maybe all watches, especially considering that most watches made now are reissues, yes. right? Yeah, I mean, most watches then you should be shitting all over, but people aren't. I think it's an easy target for people um, who don't have, you know, perish the thought, don't have maybe nuanced and educated opinions about these things and are just seeking to make an opinion um, Mm -hmm. to say that, you know, oh, Pepsi, derivative, Right. Oh, well, wow. you, you know, you know, that's it. It's secondhand derivative. Oh. I was listening to two broke watch snobs last week as I, as I do most weeks and, and Kaz kind of got cornered. I think he cornered himself, which was interesting, but he was, they were talking about the GMTs, right? And, he, and, and he was saying, you know, you're sort of damned if you do damned if you don't, which is, and, and he was talking about Laurier, the Zodiac, the, um, Baltic. Baltic, mm-hmm. Baltic, yeah. and uh, and and he's saying, you know, on one hand, if you do the thing that's classic and quote unquote derivative, then you're criticized for uh, being derivative or or being or being simple or or not being creative. On the other hand, if you make sort of wild decisions, like certainly Zodiac with their GMT lineup that they released this last year, they made some pretty crazy decisions, and I think they're kind of fun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're criticized for being sort of too too out of the box. And, and this so isn't what a GMG looks like. His conclusion, and I think this was wrong. His conclusion was maybe we just don't need any more watches. Maybe that means we should stop making watches. And I was like, hold the fuck on, you guys. This is not 
We are in a golden age of watches. You, you know, we hear we, meaning Mike, Will, Andrew, and I, every week we hear there's too many microbrands. Microbrands are releasing too many watches. There's too many watch podcasts. There's too many. And, and maybe all of that rings true to you at home. But, but I think the better take is that we're in a golden age of choice, mm-hmm. right? You have every week, you have probably 10 to 20 hours of watch podcasts you can listen to being published. You have 10,000 or more words a week of written, that's written right. word. Mm-hmm. You have every week a new watch is being released, right? Thousands of Instagram pictures, hundreds you, maybe, hundreds of thousands. You've got, you've got. Guys, uh, on every country, in every on every continent, in in many many countries, releasing watches. Not every continent. Every yeah, that's true. Uh, every uh, type of watch you could want, every size of watch you can want. Uh, crazy watches, simple watches, derivative watches. Uh, you, you Fake know, watches. Well, <laughs> I mean, we we really are. Uh, in the riches of choice are upon us, and I think that that should be celebrated. I just can't, I can't get behind the. There's too much of this. There's too much of that. Just be be joyful about the amount of choices. If you want, if you want the eight hundred dollar Laurier Pepsi, you got it. If you want the 12, no, you don't. It's gone. Well, <laughs> no, you, <laughs> you don't got more have coming. It. Yeah. <laughs> if you want the twelve hundred dollar Baltic with some more color options, basically the same watch, uh, four hundred dollars more. Uh, if you want that, you got it. If you want the Zodiac, the seventeen hundred dollars Zodiac, uh, with with the bona fides, you can get that too. The choices are there. Also, you can get a GMT Master Two in ten well, years. I think uh, that's that option is there. Yeah. What, what, what I think the point is is that if you have two hundred fifty bucks, five hundred bucks, thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, you know, any bracket that you want, the choices are there for you and. You don't have to buy everything that comes out, you know. Exactly. You know, you guys, we know that we see it. Um, you know, we get the press releases and all that stuff. This watch is coming out. Here's what it is. Here's how it's going to cost. And, you know, there's that hype factor to it. And Instagram plays into that, of course, where it's like, wow, you know, I got I got to get on the new thing. But if you're a person just sitting back kind of on the fringes of that, you know, watch community where we're at and you're saying, I've got a thousand bucks. I'm going to wait for the perfect watch for me. That perfect watch is probably going to come to your door a lot sooner now than it would have five years ago. And exactly. It's probably already out of that. And let me play devil's advocate. It's the same thing. We're, We're at the same place with watches that we are with TV, right? There is TV for everybody now, and there's tons of it, and there's so much good TV right now. I I mean, as far as the number of high-quality shows that are being made compared to any other time, I think we are at the peak, right? And maybe going up. I don't know. And I think that's the case with watches, too, and I think that's because of accessibility to manufacturing, um, anybody who wants to make a watch kind of can. Um, and with that comes the good and the bad, right? And it's the same thing as like, you know, if you want a surge protector, which is something I recently bought on Amazon, you know, maybe 25 years ago, there were like eight brands, right? 
Now, if there was the one you could get at Walmart. Right. Now it's, I mean, 27 brands you've heard of plus 600 brands you've never heard of, right? And they range in price from $45 to six cents, and you don't know which mm-hmm. to get. And that, and I think you don't know which to get. I think that's, that's what maybe Kaz was getting at that I think I've gotten at that I think we've all at some point felt is that overwhelmed, just oversaturation. It's just a lot, which isn't a bad thing. It's just a bad feeling, right? Which is mm. exactly why you have the watch clicker, which never does affiliate yep. marketing, Yep, never takes money for reviews. Uh, we're have sent review pieces back because we're not willing to review them. If you're reading a recommendation on watch clicker, whether it's our watch clicker recommends or one of our reviews, this went really into ego stroking really quickly. <laughs> there is well, stroke I, look, my ego look, with me. Look, stroke it. The point is mm. good though, right? You've got people criticize Hodinkee or Worn and Wound because of their relationships with the brands, and and I think that's a fair criticism. I also think it's overplayed. Yeah. Uh, but you've got folks out here who are willing to do what we do, which is just to say, this is my opinion, right? I, yeah. I'm in I'm in the know, or at least modestly in the know, and here's my opinion. So I don't think I don't think variety in of it, in and of itself is the enemy. No. And, and I think that and I think yeah. I'm remiss but, to sort of lean into that to lean into that popular uh, uh, diatribe. My point was more to 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 say I think I understand. I think people are expressing when they say maybe we don't need that many watches or stop making this many watches or, you know, just be as I've expressed to you guys recently, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Um, you know, the the what's mm-hmm. really being expressed is a feeling of being overwhelmed with too many choices. And it's and that's not a like choice is not a bad thing, but sometimes it can be a lot. Well, right. my, well, hold that's on. When, l- l- that's when you close your wallet yeah. and make a decision not yeah, to buy Yeah, but let me, exactly. let, me, let me say something, too. I think what all of us need to realize in the space that we're in, because we're all playing in this very niche Instagram watch podcast sort of space, is that there are more people than all of us in this community that are buying these watches that aren't in this space. And there are people who, uh, you know, might look at, you know, a Laurier or, um, you know, a Manta or these other, or Brew, you know, and look at these brands that have never been on Instagram, never listened to a watch podcast, never been on a a, a watch website. And they just, you know, get an ad on their Facebook as they're browsing family photos and say, hey, that's a cool looking watch. Maybe I'll buy that one. Yeah. I think that people need and, to realize that all those people are out there and they exist and they're buying watches and they are really probably the people that are keeping all of us engaged in these brands because I, I think if you look at it and you spoke to some of these brand owners, I bet you that more of their dollars are coming from people who aren't in the, uh, I'll just yeah. say the segment that we're in, mm-hmm. um, the people that are buying those watches are the people who are um maybe only buying one watch in their entire life. Yeah. Yeah, because us and our neckbeards are not buying most of the watches that we review and 
opine on. Those are the guys that wind up with the Tommy Hill figure watch that is at the top of the Gear Patrol best watches of the 2020 year. Yeah. Uh, uh, list. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And there it is, the Tommy Hill figure best of 2020. $22,000. Way to go, Mike. Cal- was that a Calvin Klein? This is I I'm wearing uh, to to all of our point. Uh, I'm wearing the Calvin Klein Achieve Chronograph. It's a Swiss quartz sapphire crystal. Uh, I'll be reviewing it for the site. Uh, in spite of everyone, <laughs> I like it. I'm and I'm reviewing I... the Invicta Pro Diver Yahoo. All right, guys. Well, I, I, I think no, 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 stop. Well, well, hold on, Everett. What's your what? What did you regret? Yeah. Oh, the the watch the watch that I didn't get hands on and, and and that I regret not getting hands on it is the Astro and Banks Fortitude. I think that he's just hitting every single uh, metric in terms of a watch that I want in this in this watch. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I think the one thing I was sort of lamenting with that watch is that he didn't incorporate the asymmetric case sides that he does in his field military dive watch. I'm glad that he did. Uh because I the Sea Ranger? You, you the Sea Ranger, exactly. Oh, I loved the Sea Ranger. Uh, I, I, I almost thought, didn't give it back. Gosh, that could make this watch really interesting and fun. Uh with that said, I I love just about everything about this watch. You know, he does a really uh and when I say he Andrew Perez of Astro Banks who we've had on the show um does a, times. a really good job with polish to brush transitions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. and when you get these clean, clean transitions, so I think we see a lot of muddy transitions in the space that Andrew and I occupy. I think you guys see probably a little bit higher quality uh, finishing on watches than we do normally, but you get these muddy transitions and it just sort of is a nothing burger. I think what Andrew does so well is that clean, yeah, I am lapped uh, mm-hmm. transition, and it's just makes the whole freaking watch pop. I think it's the same thing that we like about the Christopher Ward uh, lightsaber case, right? Where you get that pop of polish and mm-hmm. that brush transition and it's sharp and clean and it's like, bam, look at this bling. That that clean transition is so important. I think Andrew nails that. So that's the one okay. watch this year that came out that I thought I really, I really should have tried Mother harder. Pearl. Oh, man. I should have tried harder Fuck to get me. my hands on that one. I love Mother and, and I know Will. You, I know you reviewed that, uh, and and uh, I think uh, perhaps you you acquired one of those. Yeah, did you not? Uh, I just got an email that I'll be getting mine in about two weeks. I think right before Christmas. He said. Now, Everett, aren't you aren't you stealing that off of his uh, front step? No, it's me. I'm I'm oh, actually set up. Oh, good. In yeah, the neighborhood. Yeah, that's you're, I've been yeah. living in your a Pennsylvania proxy, He's, right? Yeah. He's Nailed got it. the law enforcement connection, so it's a harder for me. It's harder for me to set something yeah, up. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I'll let you guys know where the spare key is. <laughs> Bennett. Oh, I don't need spare key. We, I we just got need access to the front code. porch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not an animal. I'm just a pirate. So, other things. I'll go first. Why do you no. get to go first? Because he's greedy. I, I watched this movie on, on Amazon. I think we paid for it. Uh, called... Mike, I'd like you to go first, please. Called Love and Monsters, uh, and and you you see the tile, and it's like eh, this is going to be goofy. Oh, I've seen the tile, and then you watch the trailer, and you're like, okay, maybe this is going to be all right. And then you watch the movie, and you're like, holy crap, this is good. Oh, 
so so good well i mean i think my favorite watch my favorite watch my favorite movie that i've seen this year love and monsters like love and watches it, it is like love and watches Watch, yeah. exactly and love and basketball uh love and monsters uh so you know the premise is earth has been invaded by monsters and folks have had to sort of hunger down underground it's really tongue-in-cheek it's cute it's got like sort of a this has nobody in it. Uh, this is starring zero what is people. that what is that woody harrelson uh Zom- zombie land zombie adventure land Zombieland, a zombie. Adventureland, Adventureland was exactly. also very good, but Zombieland is it, the correct answer. It feels <laughs> a little like Zombieland. Uh, uh, a no, little... is it Adventureland? Oh shit! Now I'm torn. What do you got, Mike? I I've uh, been wanting to share this with everyone for quite some time. Want to talk about shoelaces? Oh boy. Ooh. Shoelaces. You okay. using the the squiggly ones from the nineties? Did you did you no. put a whole bunch oh. of them together and make a watch strap out of them, like paracord? There yeah, we go. Those are the most practical and attractive watch straps. <laughs> Victoria, yeah. I knocked, baby. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, I. No, hang on, Mike. This is important. What? We're gonna go over for this one. We'll say that word Victoria, again. Yeah. I-Nox. Thank you. Victorinox. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. Man, Victoria continue. Inox is the one that the queen gets. <laughs> uh, and, with, and with that, My I girl. retire from the watch world. See y'all later. <laughs> Adieu. <laughs> Victorinox, baby. I was, I was going to let it go, but... No, I couldn't let that go. I was like, that's you just made it two words. <laughs> Um, shoelaces, my friend. What about shoelaces now? <laughs> yeah, the rust-free Queen Victoria. Wait, are you kidding me? It's really called the Queen Victoria? No. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Will, take a break. Take five. Will's gone. We lost him. Um, so, uh, a while ago, at the same time, I had about three sets of shoelaces snap on me. Just totally broke. That's the fucking worst. The very worst. Um, and and I, my first instinct was, I'll You're go to CVS. I'll, well, that was well. I couldn't feel my feet. That's why I didn't know they were gonna snap. Uh, That's why you wear shoes. Yeah, yeah. It's my diabetic neuropathy. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about your shoelaces. <laughs> so my first instinct was, I'll go to CVS. I'll replace these. So I did. I got some replacement for the, uh, some tall black leather boots I have, and I laced them up, and there was about 23 feet left over of lace. <laughs> and so I strung them around and around and tied them on, and I said, this just isn't going to fucking work. And then you couldn't feel below the calf. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I strung them up like stripper boots, you know? Ooh. Yeah. It, it's okay. a new kink I was trying. And so I... I, I don't know how I found them, but probably the Googles. Uh, Lace Lab. Lacelab.com. L-A-C-E-L-A-B.com. Um, phenomenal shoelaces. I've replaced... I, I even went ahead beyond what I needed and got some more because I was like, well, I'm here. Um, they have a l- bunch of, like, kind of sneakerhead shoelaces. Like, they have leather shoelaces. I don't, I don't need those. I like that. I like leather laces. I feel like, Ev, maybe for your all whites, you could get some white leather lo- shoelaces. 
Dogs are dead on both sides. There can't be a rough outside. Yeah. All right. So I'll check it. Out. I I would go with the white luxury leather laces. They're gold plated. So yep. the nice thing is they kind of have a guide. They, first off, they have tons of different laces, and they have a guide where it's like, listen, if you if your boot has like this many eye holes, here's the length that you need. So I ordered them, loved them ever since. Not going back to CVS for my shoelaces. I'm sure there are other places to get it, but this is where I'm going from now on. You shouldn't have been going to CVS for shoelaces. Do they come I didn't in know where to go? You should have been going to the. Do Walmart. they come in a Pepsi color <laughs> scheme? Uh, yeah, do they, they have, have Coke bezel? They have Coke bezel. Oh, uh, I can accept. Bezels? Accept. Yeah, they have bezeled shoelaces. Yeah. Wow. What What do your shoelaces well, look like, loser? Just they're just I wear blue. Shoelaces. I haven't learned a time. Velcro. You just wear Velcro, right? <laughs> Velcro dance <They're> blue. <laughs> blue. I wear loafers everywhere I go. All well. right. Lace Lab, I'm looking at the White Luxury Leather Laces, gold-plated. I'm going to stick it in my car. Do it. Just buy them. They're only $54. So. They're not even that much. There's what seven, are you buying? There's yeah. 17 bucks. 17 bucks. He got the... <laughs> he got the 19 carats. Other <laughs> things, Will. Okay. What do you got? I got, uh, I got a podcast. So... Yeah. We're on a podcast. 40 and 20, yeah, the Watch Clicker podcast. It's, it's not a watch podcast, I promise. So I, I like true crime podcasts, Pass. you know, serial killers, all that kind of shit. Um, so th- this one's, uh, it's called Tenfold More Wicked. And it's uh, it's one of the podcasts mm. that they do uh, seasons um, where they, they do a bunch of episodes on one topic. And uh, this is their inaugural season. So it's a new podcast. And what they're doing it on is this guy who, it was in the mid 1800s. He was a serial killer. And he really had it out for this one family and decided to just start off in a whole bunch of them. And for years, rained hell on this family and would just kind of kill them at, not random, but they wouldn't know that it was coming. And it took a long time for them to kind of figure out, you know, who was, who was killing everybody. But I've listened to a couple episodes of it, and the person who does the podcast interviews people who are um, alive today that are descendants of the family of this, oh. this people that got killed. And That's almost mean. <laughs> yeah. It, it, so so you, you got that link to the past, right? Because I think this started taking place in 1849-ish, so quite some time. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's pretty diabolical. Did you ever listen to Small Town Dicks? Uh, no, I listened to Shit Town. Did you ever listen to Shit Town? Haven't listened so to good. that. So, Shit Town is so, yeah. so, so Small good. Town Dicks is really good, is is a very good true crime podcast. Uh, the original hosts were this kind of like model. I don't know how she got into it. But also um, Lisa from The Simpsons. I forget her name. Ju- Lisa? Julie uh, Kavner. No, that's Bart. Sorry, no. that's Bart. Do you mean Mike? Lisa Simpson? Um, yeah, it, Lisa it Simpson. It was just Lisa the, Simpson. The human, the human who voices her. Uh, she is the other co-host, and they have two. Uh, at the time, they were two active uh, police officers with a city adjacent to ours, and they do all. Um, it, their first like three seasons are mm-hmm. all true cases, 
Like it's they interview the dudes who investigated it and all that shit from, from Lane County, Lane County where we live. And then post season three, it's mostly our county, but they they branch out nationally. That's it's a it's a really interesting true crime because we're, we're two hundred thousand people, so they've run out of cool shit that happened. Yeah, but. yeah right. Their their whole <laughs> shtick is like uh, as told by the the people who investigated them. Yardley, worth Yardley Smith. Out. Yes, Yardley. Yep. Yard, yard, Yardley and Zibby were the hosts. It's not Yardley or Yardley? That's how she says it. Well, she says Yardley, so I'm my assumption it. is that she's wrong, <laughs> so we're going to say Yardley. Yeah. Yardley Smith, definitively. Yeah, the wise so, sign. Uh, so I, I, I've, looked up, I've looked up Tenfold More Wicked. This is from Exactly Right Media, which uh, does my favorite murder, and that's messed up. Uh Really, I said no gifts. They've got that. They're one of those syndicates that does some pretty good shit. So I'll have to yeah, check it good. out. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. I'm intrigued. I'm gonna check it out. So is the whole is the I like whole season pod- podcast? The whole season is uh, live now. Three episodes. I'm not sure how many there's gonna be. Um, I've gotten through. Uh, I'm current with it, so um, I know there's at least one more. So I- I'm assuming it'll be a few. More. I don't like doing that. Yeah, I might wait till I might wait till they're all out so all I can right. binge it. That's my jam. You know. Andrew, other things. What do you got, brother? I have an amendment to another thing from a couple weeks ago. Uh. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I recommended to you the Stars show Outlander. I stand by that recommendation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Stop at season three. At the conclusion of season three, just stop. It gets a little soapy. It get it doesn't just get soapy. It gets played out. Yeah. It, like every uh, and now I'm watching it. I'm watching it the way I, I watched True Blood, and like while well, I'm this far into it, I need to fucking finish it. And I'm not particularly enjoying it anymore. I'm in the middle of season four. I'm not gonna give you any spoilers because there's plenty of people who enjoyed it through season four because there was a season five, and I believe season six has been announced we enjoyed we and en- we have enjoyed all of it but I, I hear you it's just it's played out it, it i want <clears throat> it's not played because because game of thrones was played out season seven yep right sorry they, ever just, just that that's just the way it is they need no they they did a good job wrapping it up they must they needed to wrap it up i need a conclusion they did the best no, they, they could didn't. with it, it no i think they I did because there's no there's there's no way they make an ending for this world that we want to live in. Because that's the thing. We don't want to live in Game of Thrones world. We all want to live in Outlander world. So you can't, you can't end it. But you also can't keep it going because only so much shitty stuff can happen in your world before you're like, man, fuck, just die well, that, already. That's like, that's like, like that, Game of Thrones. You just stop it at the end of season six. That's the end of the show. Ah, but that's hard because people need conclusion. So I, I, the last season of Game of Thrones, they did the best they could. I liked the ending. It wrapped it up. It tied all the loose ends. I'm not pleased with the way they did it, but they did it the best way that they could because there's no way they could have done it that I wanted them to do it. Listen, I if, would have liked Watch Game Clicker of Thrones would, to run for another Clicker 20 years. Game of Thrones, Mike would be the editor-in-chief because he has the best story. I also think he's most likely to kill us. Yep. Already have it planned out. But... Outlander. I'm in the middle of season four. I'm still enjoying it. I still watch every That's episode. You're I do wish 
Mm-hmm. I, it, yeah, and I think that's it. I do wish that Hulu had an option of playing a playback at two times speed. <laughs> yeah, because I saw you gotten. Have you gotten to Brett Williams yet on the beach, Mister Olivier? I, I saw Mister Olivier on the beach, and I almost got on our Instagram messaged Brett with a picture of it. I didn't because I was like, I don't know. That seems kind of weird. He's like a Hollywood star. A uh, South African cinema. Yeah, star. It, it, it was it was weird. But I was looking and I was like, I know that guy. I've seen the inside of his apartment. I was like, well, that's a weird thing to think. Very. <laughs> that's really weird. Um, but I'm some in the middle of it. I'm still enjoying it. I encourage you to continue to watch it, but just recognize that it's a very. It, I think soapy was appropriate. I disagreed because that was like that trigger. That was a little bit triggering to say I'm I'm getting soapy. But no, I'm getting soapy. It's a little bit there. It's just a little played out, and I'm sort of excited for it to end. And that's why I'm going to finish it because I just I just want some resolution. I want everyone to die. That's what I fucking want. Or I want a cliffhanger. I I just want something. I just want resolution, right? In any form that it comes. Well, uh, I guess in the spirit in the spirit of holidays. So this is going to be our last episode before Christmas. So Merry Christmas is to it? everybody. Uh, happy holidays, as as you were. If if, if that's we're in your... the midst of Hanukkah, the throes of it. That's right. Happy holidays. This is a this is our uh, our Christmas special. For what it's worth, we we uh, didn't do much sort of uh, holiday stuff, but that's okay. We we reviewed our favorite watches of the year and our misses of the year. Andrew, anything you want to add before we before we patch this up for the day? I just added it. Well, thank you for joining us for this episode of Forty and Twenty, the Watch Clicker Podcast. You can check us out on Instagram at 40 and 20 at the watch clicker. Also, please do check out the website. That's where Will, Mike, occasionally Andrew and I contribute some written materials. All of the podcasts are live there. There's a lot of good shit every week. Something goes up for real. If you want to support 40 and 20 in the watch clicker, you can do that on patreon.com slash 40 and 20. That is where we get all the support for everything we do. We're not, we are not taking a paycheck from Patreon or Orion. <laughs> and oh, don't forget Horus. Don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of yeah, watches, none of them. food, drinks, life and other things we like.